It's the Duffin Up Podcast. What's going on, Duff Daddies and Duff Mamas? It is March 16th, not 17th. It's not St. Patrick's Day yet, though I would love it to be St. Patrick's Day right now. It is not there yet. Welcome to another episode of the Duffin Up Podcast. As always, as I mean in the last two episodes, I have my co-host here with me, Michael Adams. Michael, say hello. That's yep, we nope. There we go. There we go. We're on podcast form, Mike, so you probably should actually say something instead of just waving to the crowd. Hey, got to watch. And, <laughs> and as always, our third co-host here, Timmy O'Reilly. <laughs> Timmy, how are we doing today? Oh, we are good today. Ready for this. Looking forward to this all week. Let's get it rolling right off the bat. Here we go. Wearing the snazziest rowback golf polo I've seen in a while. It is impressive. Rowback, please sponsor us so I can get one as well. Ooh, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> Ooh, wouldn't that be nice, baby? All right, let's go right into it right now and go ahead and talk about this unbelievable tournament that we just had at the Players' Championship. My God, I do not want to hear Brandel Chambly talk about it being the fifth major anymore because he makes some solid points, but I just don't want to listen to it. So we're going to go ahead and see Justin Thomas right here, right now, getting his 14th career PGA Tour win. Coming from behind, coming from the second group in here, shooting a four under 68 on the day to be able to catch Lee Westwood and Bryson in the, in the early group. I just got to say, you know, I kind of counted out Justin Thomas after the first day when he did not have a good day. Looked like he was going to be on the cut line with basically all of the other big names this week, which was absolutely insane. But he came in and he just from day two on just an absolute masterclass here. Crushed it. I was sitting there like, uh oh, he's coming in hot. He's coming in good. He's playing great. And there were just times out there when it seemed like everyone else was falling apart and he was just turning it on like that whole 18, that tee shot where everyone else I feel like would have gone right into the water and his, and his drive was just being beautiful and nice little right to left kept going a little bit, kept going a little bit. And it stopped right in the middle of the fairway, about two feet away from the water it was just pretty impressive. I'll tell you, uh, not, it, was a, it was a low draw. On both, he did it Saturday and Sunday. Low stinging draw, and thank God, the shape of the hole was like a you know a J because his hook was he just got it out there enough where it followed the precise uh, flight path of his ball. It was a little scary, but boy oh boy, it was huge when he did it. You saw him, you saw him with his caddy after the one on uh, Sunday, right? He oh was, my God, uh, he was, just laughing, <laughs> just being like, "How did that stay in?" And thank God it did. The biggest sigh of relief. Oh my Jesus Christ. But that's anyway. what's great about TPC though. A lot of water, a lot of water balls. It's, it's, it's fun to watch. It is hysterical to watch and being able to see him do that when other guys like Rory and Xander and pretty much everyone else who tried to play that right to left water 99 out of a hundred times that week. And Justin Thomas got away with it. Not just once, Twice. It was an unbelievable event to watch. Um, I was really happy to see JT kind of come out and have these big shots down, down the line, because, you know, it's been 
a little bit of a rough year for him so far. Um, obviously, getting into that little controversy at the beginning of the year where he said a very bad word and got dropped by, by Polo Ralph Lauren, which he deserved to be. Um, you know, there's no room in golf or, for stuff like that. But at the same time, coming out, profusely apologizing, learning his lesson. And a couple weeks back too, his grandfather, who was a huge inspiration to him, uh, really helped him in the game of golf as well, passing away. And him actually kind of sticking it out and playing through that round after he found out that his grandfather died. It was really big for him to kind of get back on this because he was a little bit more up and down over these past couple of weeks, but I was really happy to see him kind of when he's struggling a little bit on Thursday, really pick it up after. Oh yeah. And that for your first point was the, uh, um, yeah, little, well, little controversy. <laughs> Just well, yeah. The first one was a little, but I'm talking about obviously not no excuse for that. No excuse. He even said it. He said that I, you know, he learned his lesson. Um, glad he's back out there. Glad that didn't, you know, shun him for the rest of his life. You know, people make mistakes. That's for damn sure. Um, but talk about timing. He got rid of that polo, uh, polo sponsorship. And who wants a big, huge horse on there walking around the golf? Bridge? You know what I mean? Let's let's talk about let's talk about new sponsors right now. Let's what are the what's the best sponsor possible that he could do? You know what I mean? Couldn't Pack agree off. more with you there, Tim. Pack Couldn't off. agree more. Hack golf. That's right. It's sunny. If you're listening to this, get the hack, get JT some hack golf stuff. Um, and then obviously, obviously, uh, you know, it's terrible news about his grandfather. Um, and of course, of course they couldn't, they had to ask it in the, uh, the post interview, you know, and of course it's getting, getting them all choked up like that. Um, and, uh, but yeah, terrible news about his grandfather. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think that, People know Justin Thomas overall is a, a good guy. I think, like Timmy said, he makes mistakes. And uh, J, JT, to be able to come back like this and, and win in a, a fashion like this, he's obviously got – he's a, a very level-headed kid, and, he, and he's, he's still so young. You know, he's, it's good to, good to see him step back in the winner circle. No, I completely agree with that. And – at 27 years old, he's got 14 PGA Tour victories already. Like, I remember when he was coming up, it was, you know, Jordan Spieth, like his best friend, one of his best friends growing up. And it was going to be him and Ricky Fowler and like all these other guys. And they were like, well, you know, Justin Thomas might get there one day. And he's been smashing the rest of that group so right. far. Yeah. You know, his like absolutely been on a tear the last couple of years and really showing that, you know, his game's working where he's not the longest hitter and, you know, Rory even coming out and saying that the reason why he's been struggling recently is he's trying to do what Bryson is doing and it's just not working for him. Justin never did that. Justin's always played that type of, you know, he's a longer hitter, but he's not a super long hitter, but at the same time, it's consistency, it's ball striking, accuracy, Dude's a master with the irons, like those nice little title, those nice little titleist irons right there. He's got, got them going like crazy right now. And I just think it's one of those things where he's going to obviously continue this going. Um, I am not giving him a major title for this. He has one. 
He does not have two Brandel Chambly. He does not have two any of the rest of you people who say the players is a fifth major. Not yet. Not yet. Maybe one day. But not uh-uh. No way. No way. It it, it has. Yeah. It's one of those things where it barks. It barks like a dog. It quacks like a duck. Whatever the stupid saying is, it has <laughs> all of the makings of a of a major. But when someone says how many majors, or do you count it a one in the majors mark? Absolutely not. I'm only doing the Masters. I'm only doing PGA British, and what's the other one? The, the U.S. US Open. US. Of course, the, the, hardest, the hardest, the hardest tournament in the world. <laughs> Everybody knows the Masters starts off the major stretch. I mean, I know that what that was changed a couple years ago, right? Because players was moved. The players used to be in May and the PGA used to be in August or September. So they moved the players from May to March masters in April, PGA in May, U S in June, uh, British open July. And yes, I do call it the open once in a while. So for all of our, listeners over in the uk and ireland we do call it the open once in a while we'll call it the open when we get there but sometimes it's, it's just open. easier it is the open it is the open but sometimes it's just easier to call it the british open on this right. stuff so but actually someone who really struggles at the british open is justin thomas but back to the winner um unbelievable play from him i felt as though like i said before perfect course for him where it's ball striking is needed the accuracy is needed and he was just able to kind of get over that hump and walk away with 2.7 million dollars from this biggest, event. Purse, biggest purse biggest purse on the tour i know it's crazy it they is all absolute- on wednesday right they all they all come in on the checks come in on wednesdays for these guys oh That's yeah. right it comes right, a text right to their phone. It says, this is how much money you received at the players championship or whatever tournament they must play. be nice. <laughs> Especially with that, that Florida so. zero state income tax right there. So he's, uh, he's, he's doing pretty well on that side. Always good to win in Florida with that. Probably not the best to win up here. Uh, when, when we're all up in Massachusetts may not be the best tournaments to win up here. So you can skip those. Um, but I mean, an unbelievable event for him and kind of going back through, Everyone else, Lee Westwood, little bit of resurgence for the most finely aged whiskey on the PGA Tour right now. The Englishman himself playing alongside his now nemesis, Bryson DeChambeau, uh, um, had the 54-hole lead again and couldn't hold it. Now, this is something where I'm looking at and I'm getting a little nervous. Like I am, turn, are we seeing like old peak Lee Westwood where he's always a bridesmaid and never the bride? And, you know, even though he had a great event, do we start talking about is he kind of choking away these 54 hole leads now that it's been two in a row? Whatever, whatever the, the outcome is of all of these, there's a difference between old Lee and new Lee is that old, old Lee, I love to hate him. I love to watch him choke. But now we gotta get him a W, my friends. We have to, to see him. We have to. Oh my god! I mean, and I, I didn't get what you meant. You know I, what you said? You were just say a finely aged whiskey. But just watching him, you know, strut around the golf course with his, you know, just happy. Um, you know, yeah. he he has matured, and I just love his vibe. I love exactly what he's out there doing. Him and his fiance. You know, he's just having fun out there and. You know, this is icing on the cake for him. That's if, it. If you look, if you look at Lee Westwood in like his middle mid twenties, 
Like if you think you could run through that guy, you got, you look at that guy now, like right now, I would not want to try and run into Lee Westwood. He is a brick shit house. Like he, he looks <laughs> like he, he honestly looks like he's stronger than ever. And, oh, when he uh, was in his late twenties, he looked like me. He was a little, he was a little chubby guy. He, he, he was, was, Joey, he was getting yeah. up there. But, but he, now, uh, he looks good now. No. Now he looks built. He looks scary. Like honestly, like I, and and I think he less he gives less shits. Like he he care he cares less. Like I think and I think that's gonna like I, I just feel like he's he's happier now. Like he's enjoying. I don't know. Like he probably doesn't really feel like he needs to win one that badly. Like he obviously really wants to, but nobody's really expecting him to go out and win. So if he does. I mean, obviously, I we're rooting for that. Exactly. Yeah, I think on the cake. And it's it's just crazy to think about it, too, because he even said, like, he stopped. Like, he is so much more relaxed that his fiance is on the bag with him. Like, I would never expect, like, that type of answer. I would expect it to be, like, yeah, more stressed when it's out there because I'm trying to impress her, like, the entire time and I'm trying to do well. But I think he's just kind of in that state of mind right now where he's the our version of Colin Montgomery, you know, he's out there. He's just like, if I get one now, like I'm what, 45 years old. I think he is, you know, he's, he's up there. He's got the grays coming in. He's looking wonderful. Uh, again, wanna, the finely aged whiskey right there. That's all that matters. If you want to listen to him on a good podcast, the McKellar podcast, mm-hmm. it's, it's good shit. And uh, they're back. They, they kind of took a break, but they're, they're doing podcasts now and there's a, I think a New York times writers now replacing uh, one of the, one of the co-hosts, but no, Lee Westwood is interviewed in, in a McKellar podcast couple like months. I think it might've been during COVID and you just get to hear him tell you that he cares. Like he's just, he's happier. I don't know. He just, he, you can kind of hear it in his voice. No kidding. Well, that's, that's good to go up to go check that out. So let me ask you guys a question. Speaking of him and his wife, all this, I'm thinking about this. How do you think that this would work for someone like, like even though JT is a great golf, would it work for having to have his girlfriend on the bag? And the reason why I'm asking this is because I think Lee Westwood is in a perfect spot in his life where he has played every golf course at least once, twice. He has the experience. He knows how to handle himself. He knows his strengths, his weaknesses. He has aged like a fine whiskey. Um, so much so that he doesn't need a caddy to do this. He is just playing his game. He's just relying on himself and going out there again, like, and just having a ball. He's playing golf. I don't think anyone like JT or Jordan speed. Uh, um, they need their caddies to provide that extra push um, for the lack of experience that they have. Um, what do you guys think? I don't know. Also, by the way, he's 47. Like what? I'm driving that boat right there with you, Tim. I'm I'm right right alongside you. I think at icebergs. I think at 47 years old, he has no like the last fuck he gave about like being as good as he is right now was probably five years ago. You know what I mean? I think right now he's just. I think he's he's just kind of in his own zone, probably waiting until he's 50 to get on that Champions Tour vibe. And Timmy, I think, I'm way in. I'm way in on his. Uh, if he, if he and his wife or is it his wife or girlfriend? Fiance, I think it's I think. technically yeah. fiance, but fiance, like if, yeah, if girlfriend. Vibing, if 
they're if they're doing the damn thing and and she's willing and capable and wants to like i think that that's absolutely a positive i mean how, how can it not be if there, there's just kind of less less of that and he, he doesn't feel like a guy who would blame someone else but like he's a guy that would take that but if, if he messed up but yeah there's no, I, there's no debate just, in shot making it's just his shot what does yeah. he want to play you know right. there's no like discussion going on and he doesn't need that he's had the, he has the experience he has the you know, he has that. And to have that relationship, to have that relationship and be able to handle emotions, like just, uh, obviously she does a good job for it. And hey, he's in contention. So we're talking about him. So he's relevant. Something's working. It's crazy. I mean, this was the guy who ended Tiger Woods's reign as world number one golfer in 2010 after Tiger had it for what? Seven years, eight years. Right. Slowed up a little bit. You know, and ever since, I mean, like these past couple of years, you know, he had a second in the Masters in 2016. But I just honestly think he's in a new spot where he just doesn't. He wants to go out there. He wants to play his game. But I don't think he needs the caddies. Like, I don't think he would need a Michael Greller. Like, I think he's at the point in his life where he's like, going to go out there and we're going to do our best. If we win, great. If if we don't, I'm, I'm okay with it. If we'll get Masters. a nice little paycheck. Taking them at the Masters. I said it last podcast. I'll <laughs> say it again. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good shout right there. Honestly, so not just that, but he takes home another cool one point six three five million, adding on to his one point one million last week. You know, he's made two point seven million. Is is a nice is a nice chunk of change for for two weeks of work. So good for good for Lee. We love Lee here on the pod. You know, as I say, the finest age whiskey. I'm going to call him that. One day, I just hope he listens to it. And he's just like, these assholes. He's heard it before. He's heard it. The, the, one, the one asshole with the red beard. Just call me a fine age whiskey 24-7. That's got to stop. It's just got to stop. Um, no, he, he's got to love that. Oh, I, I sure do hope so. It's kind of going through a little bit more of just kind of the, t- the top five. Uh, we had the lefty. The wonderful Brian Harmon, Savannah, Georgia, born and raised, plays golf on Hilton Head Island, where I am in the in the South Carolina once in a while. Big fan. They consider him a local down here. He and the most divisive golfer probably ever, Bryce Shampoo, tied for three, tied for third, 12 under par. Um, Bryson had a one under day. You know, he was kind of fine. Obviously, we're going to get into his, uh, his little mishaps and everyone else's mishaps throughout the week on at the players. But, you know, this is a big win. I, th- I think this is a big finish for Brian Harmon because this means he gets invited back to the players next year. Um, he gets invited into a couple other tournaments that he probably would have been invited to. It's great overall for him. And I think it's great for, for all the lefties out there that can prove that you too can finish tied for third at the players championship. Why not win? I don't know if we can. <laughs> Lefties might not be that good. Um, finishing out on the top five, we did have Paul Casey, another battle-hardened Englishman who tends to also be the bridesmaid and never the bride. And Taylor Gooch, the young guy coming out, playing well. He had a six-under round yesterday. 
Um, so, or not yesterday, sorry, on Sunday. So he was tied for the best round on the course and really helped him kind of get up there at, at 11 under to finish tied fifth. You know, I think it was him, Morikawa, and there were like two or three other players who also had a nice little minus six round, but overall, you know, yesterday was rough <laughs> for most of, for most of the players. It was a rough day for them. And this is a nice, not new segment, but we are going to introduce some new Duff Daddies into our Duff Daddy Club. A total of 66 balls went into the water at the 17th hole alone this week. Our first inductee into the Duff Daddy Club is Ben On, who on Thursday put in not one, not two, not three, but four balls into the 17th hole, into the water. Just could not fix the green, could not, could not get it there. Ended up with an 11. So think about that. He went from even par to eight over in a snap of his fingers. Well, you know why I like you know why I like Ben on now? Because because he did that, he kept good spirits. The PGA tour on Twitter. I don't know if you guys saw the tweet, but he's like, he's like, uh who who out golfers everywhere who out there would hit a 12 on 17 at TBC Sawgrass? Ben on under his name commented and tagged his own name and then submitted it for everyone to see. It was unbelievable. It was, it was That's great. Owning it. It was great. That's owning oh. it. Oh man, it was an absolute day on Thursday. There were 35 balls just on Thursday hit into the water like that green. It just seemed like it was a back pin placement, which already right there, like you always try and aim for the middle, but when it's a back pin placement, you think you got to give it a little bit more, no matter what. So there were balls just popping over. Like it was like a couple players would like, you know, put it right next to the pin and it just kept hopping and it kept yes, hopping. And it, it wasn't just, soft. It was not soft. Oh boy. Patrick Cantley, I think hit the little Island inlet, which was really funny. Like every time a ball ends up there, it's like, you got lucky. You got incredibly lucky. Uh, And another addition into our Duff Daddy Club is the unbelievable shot that Brendan Todd had on Sunday at 17. Now, this is also a man who hit a hole-in-one, not at 17, but did have a hole-in-one and had an ace during this tournament. He goes out on 17 on Sunday, and he shakes it so bad that it is just an open face slice and it almost goes in on the other island that is in oh i saw that. there do you know that's in play by the way so apparently like they can take you with like a boat and you have to go hit the shot that is the exact thought that, that went in my head yep the Ooh. exact thought what did Ooh. he do i didn't see it oh my goodness gracious he literally shanked it so bad that it went over the other island with the with the tree there. Did he? It was. Did, did he hit it off the island, or was it was it gone? Oh, it was gone. Nope, didn't even make it. Like it was one of, if not the worst, like par three shots I've ever seen. He comes up and he was just like laughing his ass off. He was just like, like when you hit that bad of a shot, you just gotta be like, okay. <laughs> that's what, but it came, that's it came so was. close. It came same so close to that island that it posed the question. It's like, all right, so what happens if it does land on that island? And you just answered it. Apparently, you can play it. You got to play. You got to play it from there. Ready? Ooh, 
Imagine that having to hit off that island, which is probably just all pine straw and flowers. You, you're not holding the green, <laughs> no matter all what. All oh. oh, that'd be horrible. So not only did we have those two guys on 17 by themselves, we also had one of the craziest one-two combinations off the off drives I've ever seen in my life. I believe it was hole three. Final round. Bryson DeChambeau steps up. Topped it. Straight top. top. Topped it. Three wood. Topped the three wood just right in. Everyone was just like, what just happened? Like, literally, what just happened? Lee Westwood gets up with his driver. Crushes a slice into a hazard. He's got to drop a ball as well. And everyone's just sitting there like, okay, is this final group going to like severely fall apart? Cause we had had some fall fall parts that day. Like I know Doug Gim, I think he shot like a 78 or something like that. He was in the second, he was playing with Justin Thomas and he had a terrible day. Um, you know, probably just from inexperience, not being there before, like not being in that big of a, you know, not, not being in that big of an area. Um, but you just watch that and Bryson gets up to his ball. He has to take a drop because it went to a hazard. Hey, hits it into the woods, catches the cart path. You're just sitting there. He literally audibly said, what is wrong with me right now? Like, it is unbelievable being able to watch that. And another big thing, props to the Players' Championship for having all of those unbelievable camera angles and having the microphones kind of everywhere so you could actually hear what was going on. So cool. So we'll get into that in a bit too. But those two shots, I was just like, this could be a like. I think both of these guys are about to fall apart and they were well, very did you close. Hear that? Did you hear Faraday? So obviously all week they were talking about the better than most, better than most. Mm-hmm. All is all they're doing is better than most. <laughs> so it, it gets, they both hit those terrible shots. Um, Lee Westwood hits it into the drink. And then, uh, so it gets real quiet. And Faraday in his English accent goes, well, those were worse than most. <laughs> 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 Dude, I freaking love David Faraday with that Northern Irish wit just going off on people. It's like, and the funniest part is too, is like David Faraday was a good golfer, but like he wasn't as good as Lee Westwood is. Like he was a very good golfer, but you know, he was just one of those guys that, you know, was a pretty normal PGA tour guy and he's up there and he is just the absolute meanest when it comes to all of that stuff, he gets brutal and he's just so funny and so witty. And it's just, it's just so funny to listen to. And yeah, the worst, the most, like I, I, I giggled, <laughs> I, I giggled a little bit. It was unbelievable. Oh my God. Worse than most. That was a terrible accent. I'm so sorry. Whoever <laughs> was listening, it was a brutal impersonation of David Faraday. Oh, if you ever listen to this, I'm flattered you listen to it, but boy, am I, I apologize. I, I think you would have very, very not kind words for this podcast if you ever listen. <laughs> this podcast is worse than all. Thanks, David. <laughs> but, you know, having that kind of speaking of like being able to listen to like all of these different areas, one of the things we saw on Saturday too was Jordan Spieth and Colin Morikawa playing with each other. And Jordan Spieth did not see Rory Sabatini in the middle of the fairway. He thought that he he had already played through. The Jordan hits his drive, 
and almost whacks him, like legitimately hits off a tree, and it's right behind Rory Sabatini. Rory Sabatini's going is not happy. Is very upset, which Rory Sabatini usually is because he just seems like a very prickly person. <laughs> Goes into the middle of the fairway, puts his arms up, like waves his waves his freaking club all around so Morikawa doesn't hit into him. And then Jordan and Kyle Morikawa just have one of the funniest exchanges in between them. It was just unbelievable being able to hear Jordan go, did I just hit into Sabatini? Colin Morikawa's caddy goes, yep. He just goes, oh, God, couldn't pick a worse person to hit into. I did not. I knew nothing about Rory Sabatini. That's um, unbelievable. His, his, his personality, but now we know. Now we know. Do not get into him. What's great, what's great is the past, like, two to three minutes. Like, everybody can relate to this this play. I mean, you go out to your local municipal and – it's a shit show. I mean, you got <laughs> duff drives that are going to hazards where you got to drop a ball and you got guys hitting into one another. I mean, this is, you're, you're right up my alley right now. This I mean, is our bread and butter. I was about to say, we have, we have that happen to us every time we play Stony Lee, basically just getting down. I think it's what hole seven when you're, Anywhere. when we're down in the ditch, just balls flying over your head. <laughs> Every, everyone's rush. Everyone's rushing and, and everyone's playing slow, so it's just it's an absolute disaster. Oh man, it was just funny, like being able to hear them, like Jordan Spieth going off and just saying, like, well, I think well, at least he likes me, and I think I'm one of the only people that he likes on tour. So I laughed out loud at that. And then Colin Morikawa is saying he's a little creepy around his girlfriend. I was like, Jesus. Sabatini is getting dragged and he has no idea. I am sure that after that, he uh, he probably did not have very nice words to say to either of them in the clubhouse after they finished their round. So good for uh, good for good for Colin and 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 Jordan kind of escaping away from that bad boy because that could have been bad. Well, like golf, if you say you're sorry or whatever, you know, you move on and you focus on your next shot. You know what I mean? We're all human. Know. They're all human, too. I don't know if Sabatini would ex- would accept their apologies. <laughs> <laughs> he was, like, turned around a couple times and, like, gave him death stares afterwards. And Jordan just went, oh, so it's my fault you hit a bad shot. Okay. And I'm just like, that is the perfect, like, reaction. Like, if I was on the tee box, too, and I said sorry. Like, and then they hit a bad shot and look back at you. I'm just like, I would have done this. I would have said the same exact thing, the Mm -hmm. same exact thing. Oh man. But unbelievable golf tournament, unbelievable to watch. What was not unbelievable was our daily fantasy picks for for the players championship. There's one word and one word only, and you can say woof. So we did have one player in the money, Michael. Congratulations. I barely netted anything. <laughs> Out of the $5 bag. You, you squeaked it. You squeaked it, but I, uh, Richie, a W is a W. Richie Wierenski, he did not make the cut. My apologies for anybody who, who took a flyer on Mr. Wierenski. <laughs> it was a rough day. Hey, at least he was the only one that Missed the cup for you. I had my two is ba- my twoest highest salary or my two highest salaries guys 
Victor Hovland and Tony Finau missed the cut. Finau had an awful day. I think Finau was six or seven over on Thursday. Made a little bit of a charge. I think he got to like at one point, he was like two over par on Friday and he just started going back down again. And I was like, damn it. Like, you are so close, Tony. You are so close. And then Victor, I know me and you, Tim, we both had him and it just started out so promising. And then Friday was just like, oh no, he's not going to make it. Oh no. I hope no one followed any of my picks except for one. Uh, I all but one missed the cut for me. So uh, that's a big, that's a big last place L for me. Congratulations, Mike, on your net three bucks. You know, we're proud of you. Hey, thank you, Timmy. Thank you. I mean, I'll, uh, I mean, I have spent quite a bit of money as of late. I just bought a, a new house. So that $3 will go nowhere, but I will keep playing <laughs> DK because, uh, you never know, and there's some rush behind it, and it's it's enjoyable stuff. Just the reinvestment strategy, man. Just uh, put those, put that next three bucks in. Uh, put that next three bucks in. So it's Thanks. it's all good. Join in again uh, this week. Oh yeah, I'll I'll be back. That's right, Mike. What's your what's your Twitter bro? Uh, your Twitter profile uh, bio. What is that saying? I like that. If you <laughs> if you don't. Put a nickel in the machine, you'll never hit the jackpot. Facts only. You heard it here first, Mikey Adams. Lovely little reinvestment strategy from the man himself. Fantastic. Um, Hopefully, we'll get to our picks for for this upcoming week in a little bit. But boy, Tim, we we probably can't we can't do any worse. We're zero and one. We're zero and one, Mike. One and zero. On to week two. That's why there's multiple weeks in the PGA season. Exactly. Just a quick, uh, you know, after a great tournament like that, there was also pretty good tournament over on the European tour. Just a quick, quick update for the Qatar Masters. Uh, Antoine Rosner, very, very big play. He hit a 60-foot birdie putt on the 18th hole to win the tournament. Unbelievable event. Great for him. You know, we just wanted to throw that in there just for Antoine because we know you listen over there in France. You know, we get one French download every time, and I know it's you, Antoine, so we're calling you out now. Uh, But he takes home 190,000 euros, which translates into about 225,000. And the main reason why I want to talk about the European tour is that my favorite European golfer now, the Danish Dynamo himself, Rasmus Hoygaard, a 19-year-old sensation. Mr. Cup. So, what a so, oh, coming off of an unbelievable 2020 where he won two out of his first five tournaments. Fantastic. I thought the world of him. He's just got to get back on it. He's going to get there. He's going to get there. Rasmus, you if you're listening him, to this. Don't give up. You're going to get there. I promise. So big congratulations to Antoine Rosner on his uh, second career win. You know, he'll be back down on the European tour for this week as well. So unfortunately we will not get to him in our daily fantasy picks, but that's okay. Cause I don't have that much money that I can play with right now. So we will not also be doing European tour yet. Maybe one day, but probably not. DraftKings, if you sponsor us, we'll play every single thing you want us to. Don't worry about that. DraftKings so, has taken a couple of my nickels. So you can pump the brakes on big time tournaments. It's, it's risky as all hell. 
DraftKings has taken most of my nickels. Most most of my nickels are in are in DraftKings wallets right now. Hey, so. let me let me rephrase, Tim. You asked. I had to go back to Twitter just to make sure. I uh, I said the phrase a little incorrect. Just want to clarify because it, it's a little better read when you can't expect to hit the jackpot if you don't put a few nickels in the machine. So mm. that's that's the one right there. Is that original? Did you come up with that? I did not. Cannot take credit. Oh. Damn, damn. It was poetic. Put a little um, luster in my, my step. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, Michael. You give us all hopes that we're probably going to lose fine. a lot of nickels, but maybe one time. <laughs> maybe one time we'll I've been it. going stock market lately. I've been, I've been reading up on the stock market. So that's, I've kind of learned just, I mean, I know that's a gamble too, but it, at least it, oh, it, it can be. Throughout history, it appears that it continues to go up, right? Stay away from options trading, so whatever you do. And that, was, and that was the duffing up stock talk. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Just a quickie. We, we, we cover everything off. here on this podcast. We're actually just options traders that we're telling you not to invest in options, so our options go up. What's an option? Nobody knows. That's what makes it so provocative. <laughs> Moving on. After an unbelievable event this week, we do know that the Honda Classic is coming up. We're staying down. We're on the nice little Florida swing right now. So congrats to all you Floridians being able to go outside in your lovely weather and go watch golf. We wish we were there with you. Um, maybe. Sometimes. Sometimes we do. But an unbelievable event right now at the PGA National Course right there in Florida. And last year's winner on this was a young gun himself, although he looks like sometimes he could be like a 35-year-old man. But Sun J.M. getting his first career tour victory last year's Honda Classic. What a guy. Big man out of South Korea, crushing it. And where he won this event last year was on that stretch, 15, 16, and 17, known as the Bear Trap. And boy, oh boy, when you look over it, it is scary stuff. What happens is you have the first part three, 15th hole, completely covered in water, you know, just basically a lot uh, like the 17 at Sawgrass, but you know, there's, there's, it's not an Island green. It's just a regular green An unbelievable part three, but 190 yards, very hard to keep on the green, very hard to, you know, kind of, you can mess it. You can mess the 15th hole up very easily. 16th hole, you get to a short par four. The issue with the short par four is once again, there's water everywhere. So most of the guys will hit an iron off the tee. If you really want to go for it, you can try and hit driver down, down the fairway, but then you got to still cross the water onto the island, onto another green. And 17, once again, you hit another par three. Again, there's just water everywhere. So this, if you are not a fan of swimming, you should not be playing this course because there is water everywhere on these last three holes. And it's really a make or break point in the tournament. When you're coming down on Sunday and you got that lead, you hit 15, 16, and 17, hold on to your butts because you're going to need to. Oh yeah. yeah. A whole lot of moisture on these next three. And uh, I like the, um, the first one is always tough daunting, but it's only it's like 176 yards or something like that. The next one is like, an island tee box to an island fairway to an island green. I mean, holy smokes. That is like, <laughs> that is just. Let's go. I need to bring my scuba gear. 
And then the, the, last, the last one's 190 yards. They actually played this one on big break, which you guys got to watch that. They We're getting in. That's Our two boy, in Rich, Mikey, Mikey's boy, Richie Wawrenski, was on big break. Was so, he? Oh, yeah. We talked about it last week. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> but on this, on this one, though? No, 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 no. I think he was on Big Break Atlantis or something like that. Um, I forget which one he was on. Actually, I will, I will say, Sung JM, let's go back to him real quick. Um, he, I think on DraftKings, he's projected to win or is the highest. He is. Uh, highest owned but uh, or highest volume. He, he's priced the highest. Um, but, like, he's a young kid. Like, I think a Lee Westwood, like, I could run, run through Sung JM. That's what I'm trying to say. You know, like Lee Westwood back when he was 20, you know, like we, Doughy, like someone you could run through, like easy, you know, like I, I don't fear some JM. Let, let's see when, when he puts on 25 years, when he's like Lee Westwood, he might be another guy. You look at him and you're like, wow, this guy's a brick shit house. but he's a guy who's steady. Like, and he, I feel like he's going to be a guy who's going to be around for a while. And another thing I will say, looking at the field, not as just not as, uh, I don't know, enticing to not, not as dynamic, the players this week, just a, a drop in uh, quality. But um, mm-hmm. I mean, certainly s- some names like we'll drop in our DraftKings. I keep shouting out DraftKings, but our daily are, fantasy uh, group daily until fantasy. they sponsor us. They are, <laughs> until it's they the daily fantasy there. group. <laughs> I, that's how I refer to daily fantasy is DraftKings just because that's all I play. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just some, mm-hmm. uh, like VJ Singh, I mean, he, he's he's in the field this week. I mean, that's love to see old timers sticking it around and giving it a go. I mean, we just had one win this year when Stuart Sink, the four, you know, forty-seven years old, goes to uh, goes out after the Tour Championship, wins the wins the first event of the year. Can't think of the name right now, which is awful. We'll use the old Google machine, pgatour.com, so I can remember the uh, I can remember the event. But Safeway Open, Safeway Open, Stewart Sink out of nowhere defeats Harry yes. Higgs. Yes. Oh, brutal. Uh, was that a playoff? No, it wasn't. No. no, he won by two strokes. But um, you know that was just really sad for me because then I could could have gone around and said, "Hey, I'm Harry Higgs." No one would have noticed. Probably would have had to grow out my hair a little bit more, but you know, we kind of look alike a little bit. So I could say I'm Shane Lowry. Or I could say I'm Harry Higgs. One of the two, not the biggest deal in the world, but that would have been nice. So, I mean, it is kind of getting into that daily fantasy side. It is a little bit of a difference group. This does remind me of kind of, you know, an after major event. So, you know, we're down here. It's like, uh, for the RBC Heritage, for example, there's not like a ton of huge, huge guys. There's the normal guys. Um, there's like the sponsored guys who have to go to the tournament. So, for example, like for the RBC, Dustin Johnson's here, Webb Simpson's here, like guys like that are sponsored by RBC. Um, it does remind me a lot of like a after a big tournament, after a major, um, even though, again, the players is not the fifth major. It's not. As Timmy it. said last week, though, the, the players, it's best field. I mean, that it is the best that was, field. That was a lot of good names in it this past weekend. Yeah. And a lot of good names crushing it, too. And then a lot of good names shit in the bed. I'm talking about you, Rory McElroy, and Tony Finau and Victor Hovland letting me down. <laughs> um, but for this week's Daily Fantasy, we do have some pretty good names. 
Um, who would, if anyone would want to go first, otherwise I can go ahead and go first as well, but love to give you guys the opportunity since I went first last week. If there's someone else who wants to go first, go right ahead. Sure. Uh, do you want to want to go winner? Might as well. Yeah. yeah. Big winner. So we'll start at the top. I mean, I'll tell you firsthand bought a house on Thursday, have not looked or paid much attention to the golf world or any world besides this house and everything job related. But here we go. Daniel Berger, 10,800. He's at the top. I also have him. I mean, he's, he's a good player. He's been around top of leaderboards as of late, not late, like too late, but he won, he won a couple weekends ago, right? He did. He did. He won in uh, oh god, I can't even remember. Was like he, three weeks yeah. like four weekends ago. He didn't win the uh, nah, was, uh, he won the Pebble Beach. He won the Pro Am. Pebble Beach. That's right. Mm-hmm. That was a nice little early mid February. So yeah. Zach Johnson, again, another name. Another name that hopefully can uh just be dialed in and I know he's not the longest player, but it's get, around the, get around the golf course, hit some fairways, stay out of water, and we'll coast. Um, one of the I king, mean, one of the king plotters. That's all that matters. And then Philly. I mean, Phil Mickelson. Um, if if your if your lineup, I mean, create a lineup and don't copy mine. If if your lineup has an older age, an older average age than my lineup, I mean, I'll I'll be very <laughs> impressed. But uh, Phil Mickelson, and then we got VJ Singh. Wow. Kevin Streelman. Wow. Streels, great call. Lee Westwood. Carry, carry it on, Lee. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, Jesus. 2-2. Two, two, he is on the train, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, let's Lee just Westwood. say I won this past week. I, I netted three bucks. $8 came to me, and I gave five. Oh, what a spot. What a spot right there. All right, Timbo, your turn for. Uh, we're gonna hear. We're gonna hear if you can uh, go ahead and and see if we can get some uh, relief for you. Since- Brandon, I feel like I feel like you're you're doubting. You're coming at my lineup. No, I'm coming at your lineup because we have very similar picks, which I'll get into in a second. But Timbo slice, this is all you right now. We got this. Let's hear it. Mike, I also hopped on that uh, that old guy train, um, and. Reason being because a lot of them are great value picks. So why the hell not pick them? First one is the 2005 winner of the Honda Classic. That is the only reason I picked him because he is a great value and he has an Irish flag right next to his name. His name is Mr. Padraig Harrington, the uh, the British Open champion two times in a row. Ryder Cup cap. Ryder Cup cap yeah. this year. He's got a little play. And speaking of that, we'll go into the next pick, and that is Mr. Steven Stricker, the other captain. Wow. Oh, my goodness speak. gracious. The Love they that. have the older lineup. My <laughs> fate. I, I remember watching Steve Stricker just, just, just in awe and the way he putts and just how good he is on the green. Um, next is none other than he played well last week at a course that's not good for him, Mr. Philip Mickelson. Uh, I have him value picks 7,400. Um, and then, uh, is it Kevin Mitchell? 
Kevin Mitchell, he came in second place last year at the Honda Classic. Um, and so I'm going with him. Daniel Berger, I am with you three. Daniel Berger, just uh, you got to pick him. And second place, he finished T2 at the Masters last year. He is the highest B favorite. I picked him. Sung JM, that's the lineup. That is a very good lineup. I, I like agree. it a lot. I like it a lot. So finally, the lineup that is probably a little bit on the younger side, I would say. Um, although I do have some of the older guys in here as well. So we're going to start right off. We got Daniel Berger at the top, 10,800. The dude has just been on a roll. Nine out of 10 cuts made this year. Four top tens, a win. He's been playing unbelievable. Like, I think, you know, last year he really came on, and I think he's continuing that down this road. Second pick, the finest age of whiskey in all of golf. Lee Westwood, $10,600. Oh, my God. It's Thomas the Tank Engine. We need a new color for Lee, so we have Lee whatever color tank engine you want. Oh, he'll be out there. Just be choo-chooing all along this, baby. We got to- we got Toby, the steam engine, right behind you, too. Don't worry about it. We're going for you, Lee. We're going for you. We're on your side this weekend. Number three right now, I got Pat and Kazire. Two top tens this year. Uh, he has made 12 out of 13 cuts. I think he continues that this time, and he's a great value pick. $7,500. Up next, I do have another amazing value pick that has been mentioned already, and that is Zach Johnson. Currently 11 for 11 on cuts. Somehow, some way, okay. had an impressive weekend at a Got tournament he does not usually does well at, at the players. Had a great weekend there. Nice little 41st. This guy is not going to wow you. He has two top tens this year. He's not going to wow you, but he's going to make the cut. The and you done. want those extra two rounds if you have a guy that doesn't make it. You want to make sure that, you know, Zach is almost an automatic make right now. Uh, next up, I got Adam Long, 7,100, same area kind of, you know, I would say he's a little bit more of my kind of wild card for this week. He is, uh, he has nine out of 14 cuts, but he does have two top tens this year. I do think he's one of these guys that has really grown into the role, and I really like him. This is my absolute craziest pick that I've ever made. I have Scott Harrington, $6,300. If you guys do not know who Scott Harrington is, he is a PGA. No. He is a PGA Tour rookie. He is 40 years old as a PGA Tour rookie. He has grinded on the corn ferry tour for for about 12 years way to give him a shot brendan away huh way to give him a shot oh my god i love him he just had an unbelievable week at sorry he made the cut at the players he probably made more last week than he had you know in the last four or five years uh being able to play on the corn ferry tour, but he finished, he ended up finishing not great. He finished 61st, but how before much that, how much did he make? Oh, you know? I actually don't have that in front of me, but I, I, think, li- I like that. I mean, your logic there is that he, I mean, he gets a nice paycheck this week is just like 
great. Mm-hmm. And he's going in, no pressure. Yep. And he's grinding. Yeah. So he's just taking in the fruits of his labor. It's perfect. Exactly. So he has made uh, less than 50% of the cuts this year, but he has made his last three cuts in a row, made the Pebble Beach, made the Genesis, made the players. Wow. He's got this. He's 40 and he's a rookie. I got I I to check this guy out. It's an incredible story. He actually, they did like a little bit of a thing on him last week for the players championship. Great story for him. Uh, you know, he had been able to play on the PGA tour for like a little bit here and there, but this is actually his official rookie season on the PGA tour at age 40. Unbelievable story. That's awesome. Um, and who knows, maybe, maybe your boy might reach out to him after this. If he, if he makes a nice little cut and we could, uh, we could have our first guest on the podcast. Ooh. I have not reached out to him yet. Scott Harrington, if you're listening, which you definitely are because we are so popular. Um, we want you in as a guest here too. So don't worry about it. But yeah, I, I got that pick right there. $6,300. That's kind of my, I took two guys in the upper tens and he just, you know, it was too tasty not to pick. So overall got this week. We'll see if me and Tim, we can't do any worse. So it's only up from here. And Mike, you know, you just decided the Champions Tour is the way to go this week, so I'm impressed. What are you guys playing in? Are you, what are you guys playing in for tournaments? Like, just I did the, I did the, uh, I think it's the five dollar one. So last yeah. week I did the twenty dollar one because I was like, all right, if I'm gonna do it, I might as well go all out and do it big. So don't I did do that. don't do a head to head and 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 squeak by in a shitty matchup and and say you you won money. Oh God, no, never, 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 never. Oh, man. just a just a five dollar one. The drive to the green one. Yep, yep. 50, I do the 50K? same. Yep, fifty k to the to the first place. Mm-hmm. We got some out. We got some outlandish picks. So we <laughs> you got to make outlandish picks to get first place. You know. I literally think the most normal pick on here, besides like the Daniel Berger pick, is probably Mike with Kevin Streelman because Streelman's a pretty big cut guy. Makes the cut a lot. Pretty consistent. Like. Everyone else on here, we're, we're swinging for some fences right now, so that's great. Um, kind of hey, going we were, into we were talking, we were talking about Streelman last week, mm-hmm. and uh, he was the winner that I was working at the Travelers in 2014. The year before that was Ken Duke. Interesting. But, uh, hey, I, I don't know. I I saw his name down there, and he, yeah, let's give him a go, baby. What's his? What was his cap? Seventy-seven hundred. It's super low for him. I feel like he's usually in the eights, especially at these smaller tournaments. I feel like he's a pretty big pick. Um, so we'll see. I think he's going to be, that's going to be a very, very good pick, Michael. Good for you on there. Finally coming in, we're doing the tour of the tours. So obviously we got the Honda classic for this week um, for the European tour. They have the magical Kenya open. Unbelievable name for a tournament. It will be played in Nairobi. Uh, in Nairobi, Kenya, it's the second time an event has ever been played in Kenya. It's the first of two back-to-back events being played in Kenya. So congrats to Kenya for getting on the European tour schedule. Great for them. I hope they hope they have this go off without a hitch, and it, it's great for all the European tour players. It's going to be, dare I say, magical? It might be. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Will be matched. Perfect. Uh, Corn Ferry Tour down in the Chitimata 
Louisiana Open. This event was actually won by uh, Wesley Bryan a couple of years back. He got his big break after he was on big break, both he and his brother. Same one as uh, kind of crazy that Richie Wawinski was also on that that season. So big thing for uh, for those guys. And, uh, you know, so we'll see. How do you see, get uh, on big break? You have to, like, play college golf and try out and everything like that. So I don't think we're going to make it. We get cut. We get cut at the Atterbury Area Golf Association Open. So I don't think we're going to make it. Break, there was a guy. But. There was a guy. There was a guy like many years ago who, I mean, he could golf, but he like gripped it reverse. I mean, I know that's kind of a thing, but like he, I think he was a righty and had left hand low on his full drive. Yeah, that's why he. Yeah, uh, that might have been why he. Uh, I don't. I hope he didn't make it that far on big break because that's just a poor example for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> It's big break. It's breaking his wrist. How do you swing? Seriously. That's incredible. That's too funny. Horrible. Just thinking about it getting queasy. And finally, my favorite part of the show. We have the originator of the golfer poll on TikTok as one of our three co-hosts here. So we are going to go ahead and let Timmy ask Mike and I a golfer poll. We will give our answers. Timmy will give his answers. And, uh, you know, last week was, was a good Last was week was doozy. great. You got, you got to live up to that, Tim. That was good. Oh, no. Did we lose him? Timmy, you're on mute. There we go. Off mute. All right. So we thought we lost you. We were like, we were like oh, oh, my no, goodness. The, the, the final died. unbelievable segment. And we look, wow. We're here. We're All right. We're so last week was for more of like, Anyone can answer. Anyone can answer. This one you have to know a little bit more about uh, golfer knowledge. And um, the only reason, I'm, the only reason I'm doing this now is because we were talking about the major and we were talking about the PGA, uh, the PGA Championship, and all like that. So, assuming here we are. Here's the question for everyone here. Assuming that the best venues for the four locations, well, for the first three, are the Masters. Obviously, it's at Augusta. The British Open. Can we assume? Can I assume that it would be St. Andrews is the best place? The most, okay, hundred percent. The U.S. Open, Pebble Beach. Yeah. Can we assume that, or is that mm-hmm. up for debate? It um, is up for debate, but that's all right. Okay. All right. We'll say it's well, like no. That. I mean, I, I'm on board. All right. Now, here this question. This might this might sway you towards that. For the PGA Championship, in order to make the perfect four venues for all four majors in one single year, where are you having that PGA championship? Mm, no, that's perfect. Michael, I did it the last time. I'm not, I'm, I'm going second this time. Anywhere in the world? Sure. PGA yeah, championship. No, it's, the PGA, it's the PGA. Professional I mean, Golfers yeah. Association. It's not May. the Professional Golfers it of is. America. So you can do it wherever you want. Right. It, it is. It's always been in the U.S., but they're actually talking about maybe doing it's it in growing, other countries. Yeah. No, absolutely, absolutely. I've, yeah, I've heard the same. Um, I mean, I don't know. You you always hear golfers say Royal Melbourne in uh, is it Melbourne? Melbourne in Melbourne, Australia. yeah. Oh, in Australia. In hmm. Australia, I've heard that's. I mean, I really don't know it in and out, but like, that's one that. And we don't have to come up with an answer. We can we can pull out a couple few ideas and 
exactly. This is this is an original one. This is not an original one. This is one I haven't posted on TikTok. I'm doing it tomorrow, so we <laughs> so we can see what the I'm thinking is. real hard about this. I love that question. Mm-hmm. I do too, Brendan. What I mean, I'm going to come back with another one. What do you got, Brendan? Give me give me one so I can think for a sec. Yep, I got Whistling Straits um, immediately. That, that's my pick. The last PGA Championship there. Uh, Jason Day was considered one of the best PGAs ever. If that wind is coming off that Wisconsin coast fast, those scores are going to be U.S. Open level scores. And that's why they're playing the U.S. I think they're playing the U.S. Open there in a couple of years and they're playing the Ryder Cup there um, this year, actually. Yeah, I think this year is the Whistling Straits Ryder Cup. Um, I think that course can, on a good day, you could probably shoot for the big guys, you know, mid to low 60s. But if that wind, it's coming out. Boy, oh boy. Those scores are going to be high. They are going to be um, very, very difficult to play. And I just love the straights course. I think it's one of, um, you know, it's on definitely on my bucket list to go play it. And it kind of keeps with the idea of playing these at more public courses because people can play public courses it's more manageable. It's more accessible to the general public, obviously, since it's a public course. Um, and I just think Whistling Straits is one of the best courses in America right now. I probably would have said if you could pick the U.S. Open, too, I probably would have done whist- uh, not Whistling Straits um, for U.S. Open. I would have done Wingfoot just because every time yeah, Wingfoot came to mind, Marian, every time you get Wingfoot, it's bloodbath. Marion in uh, where is it, Philadelphia or? Marion. Marion. Yes. Not, not Marion too. Is that Pennsylvania? Yep. That's right outside. Actually, that's pretty close to where I went to undergrad at Villanova. Muirfield? Muirfield? Are you thinking of? Yeah. Marion. No, Marion. Um, Marion and Marion PA. Yeah. With the, with the silly sticks that have the ball on the top Muirfield, instead of the flag. Muirfield's overseas, right? In uh, Well, that's Muirfield Village, so I'm not sure there's two of them. Um, but one, anyway. Another one... Um, like you said that scores are going to be low at whistling straights. Like, no, they're not. These guys are nuts right now. Like, like TPC Sawgrass minus 14. I mean, obviously that's not a really, really hard place. Cause it's probably not too windy usually, but uh, I don't know. I mean, like, like I, I was thinking like uh, the argument that a lot of these golf courses are going like just away due to their, they're small and, and these guys are getting so long and like congressional back in when, when Rory just ran away with that. Like I, that was a, that's a sweet golf course. That's a sweet little setup. And uh, that's right outside of that's in Maryland, right outside of like mm-hmm. uh, Bethesda. Um, I don't know. Just some of these courses are cool, but like you, you, you do have to think about it cause you want it to be hard. Cause that's the fun golf, the U S open, making it impossible but some of these courses right now are cakewalks yeah i mean whistling straights does not go under that because it's a 7800 yard r72 like it's a long course it's on the water it freaking it it plays like a link it is a links course like i just think there are some courses like for example like if we did marion like bryson would crush Mary right right now and it's horrible because exactly. like exactly. he wouldn't play it the right way like he would just be like i'm gonna hit this ball 360 yards and then hit my wedge that's 
you know, the size of my two iron out of it. And it's just annoying, uh, um, which is, you know, back to the Brendan H. Bryson club. Uh, um, but it's one of those things where I think whistling straights because of the elements would have a big effect on the game too. Cause Bryson right. can't hit that ball sky high. Like he does right now. If the wind is 25 miles an hour. Yeah. Can't, can't play that way. He's got to play a completely different way. And then he tops the ball. Like we saw on hole three this week at the players. All right. He's pulling right. I like those. What do you got, Timmy? What's uh, what, what are, what are your thoughts behind this as well? I like the whistling straights uh, pick. It's a combination of the British and the U.S. Open hard versus the windy elements. Um, Mikey loved the pick too. I mean, it's. I think you're right where it should be more fun. Um, it should be more exciting. Birdie, Eagles. You know, let's get let's get the scoring going. Um, but I am going to pick this, and this has to do with COVID. And I think they should have done it at this venue this year because of COVID. Because COVID did not allow fans. And the reason why this course has never hosted a, mu- a major championship and is always ranked at the top of any list of all golf courses, it doesn't have fans. It's too small to have fans. They should have done this year. The PGA Championship should have this year or next year be held at Pine Valley in New Jersey. Pine Valley, the mm. greatest golf course in the world. That's what mm. I'm going to say. Well, I like that one a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I like the one a lot. Oh. He's thought about this. He's had time. I'm playing my own game, you know. I'm That's cheating. awesome. <laughs> I'm cheating. Uh, you guys had two seconds to think about it. I had, you know. That's such a good call. <laughs> you know, but um, but obviously they can't do it any other year. So I, it'd be a special, it'd be a special one. And I'm gonna go with Pine Valley. If anyone can ever get any of us to play Pine Valley. I don't know what I'd give, but that's going to be another golfer bowl question. <laughs> <laughs> that's and great. Obviously, you got to you know do a shout out to Quick Pinehurst number two, Banded Dunes, any place like that. Obviously, sure, would be absolutely. in contention, but there is nothing better than having like if they had a small course like Pine Valley. Oh, it'd be so great! Oh my god. Bryson would be taking it out and trying to crush, crush every green. It'd be hilarious. Um, but yeah, Tim, unbelievable as always. The golf pool segment is still my favorite and it will always be my favorite. Keep them coming, baby. Keep them. One day, I think, you know, during the off season when there are no tournaments, this podcast may just turn into a golfer polls <laughs> just over <laughs> and over and over again. Unbelievable. Big, big break too. That's for sure. Oh my God. Big break, Tiger documentaries. Oh, it's going to be unbelievable. That's all we got. That's all. That's what we got coming for us. So, boys, as always, it is unfortunately time to say goodbye to our lovely listeners. Two down. Oh, 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 oh two down. We get a puppy cam real quick. So lovely. Um, two down. Hey, just want to just want to say real quick that Chooch is on the train for Taylor Gooch. Here we go. Chooch like Gooch. Let's go. <laughs> Chooch. Hey, Chooch I was gonna say. Gooch. Yeah, I was gonna say. Brendan's been hollering Taylor's name, Taylor Gooch's name. He's he's since the beginning. You got you. He shouted him out. Shouted him out today earlier. He, he, Brendan's gonna whenever he can get that in there. Let people know that Taylor's at the top of leaderboards. He's gonna slide it in. Oh my god! Yeah. I can't! I can't wait to tweet Chooch for Gooch twenty four seven. This is going to be amazing. 
That will be coming from our accounts. Speaking of which, please, please, to all our loyal listeners out there, hit up the link tree that will be in this in our show notes for right here. Um, We really appreciate all the support. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Hey. Yes, and sir. for those of you, and for those of you in the Northeast, let's get out there and really duff it up. Like that weather's turning, and and golf season is here for the average Joe. It's coming, baby. It's been down here for the entire Timmy, time. Timmy's, which... Timmy's been golfing all all friggin' winter. I mean, you you check him out on TikTok. He's he's out there when it's snowing. It really don't matter. Oh my God! When you hit it on the ice and you just hear the whoop, it is <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> Show us, one of my show us your hey. course. Whoever's listening, show us your course. Let's play. Absolutely. Once this comes around, we will be having Muni Mondays. You take a picture of the course that you are playing on the weekend. We will post that every Monday to our Instagram page in our stories saying hashtag Muni Monday. You show us those. We'll, we'll shout you out for it too. As always, guys, it's been a pleasure. It's been wonderful. I appreciate every time we do this. It's only been twice, but there's many more to come. So let's get on out there. Let's let it fly, boys. Let it fly. Play better. <laughs>